Blog Talk Radio. True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Yahweh's radio. Worldwide international radio broadcast, Yahweh's radio is now on the air. And I'll be your host by name, your seer, Israel, of Seed Royal. All right, we're doing a serious call. We're revealing the number of the B666 on of edition, part 65, but we have made like a slight detour, but we're still going to touch on that. But in the same token, remember, the feast day is right around the corner of the seventh month, the first day, and it's a mandatory thing for the children of Israel to keep that feast day. And remember one thing, we can't let nobody stand before us tell us about what's blessed without showing what the Bible saying blessed first. If you if you quoting the Bible on what is blessed, then you okay. But if you mislead the people on telling them what's blessed is, that's a disservice. So all that got to be clear. You have to know what is blessed and what is not. Because remember one thing, Satan is in the blessing business too. But Satan is contrary, teaching is contrary to the Bible. We'll get a case in point after we uh, see him coming on stage for take number 65, we'll get a case in point. That's why you got to be clear that we have to you know, do a lot of things, and we want to make sure we do it right. So um, we're going to see if we bring the young lion in, uh, Brother Titus. Let's see if he's coming on stage being peacefully. We'll find out in a minute. 
because he's ready to roar on that microphone if he coming peacefully. So when you meet the young lion with a loud voice, you say, young lion, Brother Titus Israel, one of the up-and-coming teachers out of Camp 1. Yaqwa B.J.L.C. Royal. Yaqwa bless you there. Seer, Israel of Seed Royal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah there, young lion. Excellent. Young lion, we're going we gonna to touch on, a, we got a few memos we're going to touch on along the way. Because we got to be clear that we see a lot of our loved ones, and they mean well, but they have to understand that it is a teaching that we've been indoctrinated in all our life. And if you thoroughly investigate the teaching, you're so soundly that it's not correct. So we're not anti-anybody. We just pro 12 tribes of Israel. So we're going to let you know that you got to do some things. We'll find out what you got to do in a second. Let's just take a look at Luke chapter 12. Let's get something going on there, young lion. Come on. The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12 reads, For the righteous spirit to teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. Excellent. In that very same hour, the righteous spirit would do the teaching. So Paul was addressing the Thessalonians in First Thessalonians chapter 5, young man, he was addressing them to forewarn them on some things. And let's see what he says in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 20, down to verse 22. What did he say that we can read in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 20, down to verse 22? What did he say that, young man? Book of Thessalonians. Chapter 5, verse 20 to 22. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 20. Read. The signs not prophesied. Verse 21. Who of all things hold fast that which is good. Verse 22. Read. A stain for all periods of the So he said, Despise not prophesizing. Oh, why despise not a. Let's get a precept on that. What do you mean by? What do you mean by that? In First Corinthians fourteen, a young line. What do we mean by that? Despise not prophesizing. What do that mean? And how you find out what it means is by precept in your Bible. We're going to first in the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Pick it around by verse 37. We'll read down. We'll read all the way down through it. Let's see what it says that we can read there, young line. Corinthians chapter 14, 37 down to the ground by 40. What that say there, young line? The book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 14, verse 37 through 40. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Verse 37 reads, If any man think of himself to be a teacher or seer or spiritual, let him acknowledge 
that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of Yahweh. Well, yeah, well, well, in this point, well, in that point right there, uh, young line, you don't bring fear in at all of that because if you are, if you're gonna be a teacher or a leader and that kind of perspective, he said, now if this is your interpretation, if this was was on your mind to be a teacher, otherwise to lead men and women, if this if this what you got, if this is what you have on your mind. Keep reading. What do you say? First Corinthians chapter go fourteen. Yeah, go ahead. Verse thirty-seven. If any man think of himself to be a teacher or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of Yahweh. Verse uh-huh. thirty-eight. So right there, hold that part right there, right there. So what, what, what he writing? To you is the commandments of Yahweh. So now let's 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 precept that. See that's see that's what I like about when you when you you'll know if anybody ready because you'll watch him all of a sudden that spirit will come up on him and tell him yeah that's a, that's a great verse now put a precept with it. So so when you see somebody that can. Every verse in the Bible has a precept out. So he says, now, what Paul said, what he's writing to you, it is the commandments. So now, in the 24th chapter of Acts there, young line, can you have to go see out, and what is Paul, is, what is Paul trying to say in the 24th chapter of Acts? And we look at verse 14. What is Paul saying? Let's see what he's saying there, young lion. 24, verse 14. What is he saying? The book of Acts, chapter 24, verse 14 reads, But this I confess unto you, that after the way which they call hearsay, to worship I, Yahweh of my father, believe in all things which are written in the law, and the seal. Uh, read that again. Take your time with it, young lion, because you, you you own something. And 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 see, we try to see. We come on this network six nights a week, and our job is to help those that's gonna be part of Zechariah thirteen. Because see, once we gotta hold that point there, young lion. Let's run to Zechariah 13. See, what we hear is to help those that are going to be part of Zechariah 13, verse number 8 and verse 9. Remember, we own this airway six nights a week, but we can't go, we can't go no farther than what this Bible is telling us to do at that time. So we really own this broadcast six nights a week to help those that's going to be part of Zechariah 13, verse 8. What does it say? The book of Zechariah the seer, chapter 13, verse 8 and verse 9. Zechariah the seer, chapter 13, verse 8 reads, And it shall come to pass that in all the land, said Yahweh, two parts therein should be cut off and die, but the third should be left therein. Verse 9, 
And I will bring the third part through the fire and will refine them as silver is refined. And I will try them as gold is tried. And they shall call on my name. And I will hear them. I will say, it is my people. And they shall say, Yahweh. See, now, now, see, now that's big talk right there. That's big talk. So, um, that's, that's very big talk right there. So, so now, I got, I got to take a, I got to precept something, young line. Because, yeah. see, Bayback made a profound statement. See, now we're going to take care of what we just got through reading. We'll come back to that, but I want to come back to what Balak said. Balak made a profound statement, and he said something. And see, you know, also to his like has a lot of game sales. We want you to know something that he said to Balak. He made a profound statement to Balak in the 24th chapter. And I want to pull it out, young line. He said something to to him in the 24th chapter, verse number 12. And we'll read down to we get our point. Listen good there, uh, Sister B.S.J. Israel. This is real good, Sister B.S.J. Israel. This is real good at this right here. In 24th chapter of Numbers, Pick up verse 14. Let's read down to get our point. We're going to the book of Numbers of the law, chapter 24. You're going to pick up at verse 14. Numbers 24, verse 14, read. Hold on, hold on, young and line. That, hold on, hold on, young line. Uh, 24, pick up verse 12, and, and read down until we get our point. Pick up at verse 12, and Numbers 24, verse 12, and we're going to read down until we get our point. Come on. The book of Numbers, chapter 24, verse 12 reads, And Balaam said unto Balak, Spake I not also to your messengers, which you sent it to me, saying, verse 13, And Balak will give me this house full of silver and gold. I cannot go beyond the commandment of Yahweh. I do either good or bad, on my own mind. But what Yahweh said, that will I speak. So you see, that's, right there, hold on right there, y'all. See, I want y'all to understand plainly that we can't do no more than what Yahweh give us to put on tape. And we're not anti-anybody. But you have to, you have to recognize something genuine it's like fool's gold. You got to recognize fool's gold. I know it shines real good, but you got to recognize fool's gold. Because it can, it can get past you. And I'm going to tell you something. Fool gold is at a higher rate today than ever. Fool's gold is understanding the Bible. We going on fool's gold. So we're going on. So that's why you got to prove all things and hold fast what is good.
but in the same token, hold fast with what is good. But now you got to ask the question, what is good? Then Yahweh made it plain to the young man what is good. Listen to what Yahweh says in the 19th chapter, verse 16 and 17, on what is good. Now we're going to find out what is good. What do you say? Uh, Matthew chapter 19, verse 16 and 17. What's that, young line? We're going to the book of Matthew, chapter 19, verse 16 and 17. Matthew chapter 19, verse 16 reads, And behold, what came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Verse 17, And he said unto him, Why call you me good? There's one, there's none good but one. That is Yahweh the Father. But if you were entered to life, keep the commandments. You see, you see the man saying, and that thing, and you see what Paul pulled that from. So if you're gonna enter into life, you gotta keep the commandments. See, if you go, if you going into life, you gotta keep the commandments. So in the thirty, in the thirty-first chapter of Exodus, Elder, I mean, uh, young line. We're going to the 31st chapter of Exodus. Now, listen to what's said here. He said, now, if you want to enter into life, you got to keep the commandments. That's what you got to do. Now, listen to what he says in Exodus 31, verse number 1. Thirty-one verse one, twelve down to fourteen. Let's listen to what he say in the thirty-first chapter. Uh, y'all live. What is saying in verse one get twelve down to verse fourteen? What is say? The second book of the law, the book of Exodus, chapter thirty-one, verse one. Get down verse twelve to fourteen. Exodus chapter thirty-one, verse one, read. And Yahweh spake to Moses, saying, verse 12, And Yahweh spake to Moses, saying, verse 13, Speak you also unto the children of Israel, saying, Truly, my Sabbath shall you keep, for there is a sign between me and you throughout your generation, that you may know that I am Yahweh that do sanctify you. Verse 14, you should keep the Sabbath, therefore, but it is righteous unto you. Everyone that defiled it shall surely be put to death. For whosoever doeth any work thereof, that soul, person, should be cut off from among his people. <clears throat> so, uh, but, but here's the point. We want to do right, but when is the Sabbath day? We want to do right. I know... I know that a lot of people want to do right. They have been duped on by what he's saying. Then your pastors will tell you, we keeping the Sabbath day. We just only keep ours on Sunday. That's what the pastors will say. And guess what? They'll continue paying their, their tithes, free will offering, doing all the donations they can and all the help they can. They continue to do that. But 
do you know what the Bible says in 3 verse 4 Romans? What do the Bible say in 3 verse 4 Romans, uh, young line? Put them off here, we're coming right back. What do the Bible say in 3 verse 4 Romans? We're going to the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 14. The book of Romans, chapter, chapter 3. 3 verse 4. 3 verse 4. Verse 4. The book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 4. The book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 4 reads, Yahweh forbid, yea, let Yahweh be true. For every man a liar, it is written, that you might be justified in your sin, and might have overcome when you are judged. Yeah, read that again, uh, young man. Look at it real carefully and read it real good for the for the national audience to really hear what you just said. Because we're going to read a, a verse, we're going to come back to that 31st chapter. But listen what Yahweh says out of the mouth of Paul in 3 verse 4. Take your time, young line, and, and deliver the knockout blow. Come on. The book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 4 reads, Yahweh forbid, yea, let Yahweh be true. For every man a liar, as it is written, that you might be justified in your sin and might right. overcome Go ahead. when you are judged. Right. Let Yahweh be true and let every man be a liar. Listen, if your pastor, your teacher to stand before you, and tell you, well, well, our Sabbath day is Sunday. If they tell you that, then you got to have the ammunition to say this to whatever pastor it is. It can be the Pope, whatever big dignitary is your pastor. Then you got to, you got to, you got to say in thirty-one fifteen, explains the Bible explains what day the Sabbath is. The Bible tells you what day the Sabbath is. Let's see what the Bible says the Sabbath is in 31 verse 15. What do the Bible say the Sabbath is? Come on. The second book of the law, the book of Exodus, chapter 31, verse 15 reads, Six days may work be done, but in the seventh is the Sabbath of rest. Righteous to Yahweh, whosoever doeth any work in the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Now, now read 15 again there, young lion. So when we read 15 again, we, listen, do you hear what, you hear what Yahweh is telling Moses to put in writing because he knew man, man was going to come and we're going to show you what man was going to come in Matthews and in the book of Luke, chapter 4. We're going to find that a little later. But he knew man was coming. And, and, and we're going to find out about this man that was coming in 31, verse 15. Read that. Again, just uh, the strong point 
but we can get a quick precept. And and if you if the, if we want to tie it in right there, we can break it down there by having this verse right here and fifteen. Let's say in verse fifteen again. The second book of the law, Exodus chapter thirty-one, verse fifteen reads: Six days may work be done. But in yes. the seventh, but in the seventh is the Sabbath of rest. Right. Okay. Let's see y'all. Stop right there. Stop right there. And that day is righteous to the full letter man. So now, what day is righteous to the full letter man? It is the seventh, which is the Sabbath. That day oh, is righteous to the the mighty one. See, understand something. He knew man gonna come behind it by the working of somebody. We're gonna find out shortly and tell you what our Sabbath day is Sunday, the first day of the week. It don't make no difference about what day you worship him. You can worship him every day. That ain't what he's saying. Listen, that's why we got to understand that so many is going to make it and so many is not. But some want to do right, but they captive won't. And they've been stuck through generation of generation. But it's time now to um, give me a precept for the time to do now. In 13, verse 11 through 14 of Romans, uh, young line, how about a precept? In the 13th chapter of Romans, 11 down to verse 14. It's time to do what? Go in the book of Romans, chapter 13, verse 11 to 14. Romans chapter 13, verse 11, read. And that knoweth the time, that is now is high time, to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than we believe. Verse 12. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of dark. Let us put on the armor of light. Verse 13. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting or drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. Verse 14. But put you on Yahweh, Yahweh the Son, and make no provision. For the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Mm-hmm. You say you got you got to put on Yahweh. That's what he said. He said you got to put on Yahweh. But how did Yahweh say you put on him? How did he say how you put on him back in the 31st chapter there, young line? How did he say you put on him in 31 verse 15? How do you put on a four-letter man? In 31, verse 15. Exodus, chapter 31, verse 15. Six days may work be done, but in the seventh is the Sabbath of rest. Righteous to Yahweh. Excellent, right there. Excellent. That's how you put on, that's how you put this on. The Sabbath day is righteous to him. We we just go because our loved ones is at, at the place. 
listen, do you understand that salvation is near to you, you think it is, but you're going to have to make a choice. You can't let a pastor keep telling you, your teacher keep telling you, every day is a Sabbath day. Every day is a Sabbath day. Any day. We, but we chose to do Sunday. No. Chose to do Sunday. Sunday was put in your poor parents' mind and it's in their mind today, and we're going to show you the origin of where that comes from. But understand one thing. Don't let them use that, well, we keep, the, we keep Sunday for our Sabbath day because that's wrong. That's not Bible. That's man just talking to stay with the powers to be of the world. Now, back up to the 16th chapter there, young line. In the 16th chapter of Exodus, I want to hear it again. Yes, sir. In verse 26. 1626. We're going to the second book of the law, the book of Exodus, chapter 16, verse 26 reads. Six days should you gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, in it, there should be none. Okay, now now we now we're gonna go now we're gonna go high horse right now. We're gonna do a little high horse teaching now. Let me see the young line deliver the knockout blow and Genesis two, one, two, three. Now we're gonna go high now we're gonna hit the stage to see what the young line working with. Let's see well, what we just got through reading, let's see him go into Genesis chapter two and read one, two, three and take care of business in edifying the congregation of the children of Israel that's scattered all over the world. Let's see him deliver the knockout blow. Let's see what he do. And um, we're going to watch him real carefully. And Genesis 2, 1, 2, and 3. We're going to lay the foundation out. Now we'll see the young lion going to do an up-and-coming teacher out of Camp 1. Come on. Genesis chapter 2, verse 1, 2, and 3. Genesis chapter 2. Verse 1 reads, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. Verse 2, And on the seventh day, on the seventh day, Sabbath, Yahweh ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And Yahweh blessed the seventh day, the Sabbath, and sanctify it, because that is it. He had rested from all his work, which Yahweh created and made. So what day is the Sabbath day, according to, what day is the Sabbath day, uh, young man, according to Genesis 2, 1, 2, and 3? So what day is the Sabbath? The Sabbath day, what day? And and the word is we, we so when we read that word seven and two verse three, we supposed to plant the seed that in Genesis two verse three, number seven is what? Although it's not there, but it is there with the precept. So what is what is there after we read two verse three and say the blessed day 
is the seventh day, what can we put in there to enhance that with the verses that we got? Which is the Sabbath? So which is the Sabbath? So listen, the members that go to these churches, you can't let your pastor keep telling you the Sabbath day, we do it on one. And Sunday is one. You look on your calendar, Sunday is in the far left-hand corner. That's one. That's the day of the sun. Number one is not the blessed day. So you're not losing your blessing if you're not keeping number one, which is the day of the sun. Matter of fact, you strengthen yourself for salvation. Because Sunday, you're not losing your blessing by not going to a church on Sunday because Sunday is the first day of the week. That's one. The blessed day is number seven. So when you when you when your preacher try to hem you up and try to tell you, uh, look, why you ain't coming on, you're gonna lose your blessing. How can I lose something that I don't have? Sunday is the wrong day. I only been coming because I've been duped all my life. My parents was duped. Everybody was duped. But I found out now I can uh nine twenty five what it saying in St. John nine twenty five anyway, uh young line. Sister Chris, yeah, see that sounds pretty good. But what do we say in nine twenty five? I don't know. But but let's read and see what it say in nine twenty five of St. John. Book of John chapter nine, verse twenty five. John chapter nine, verse twenty five read. He answered and said, But he be a sinner, or no, I know not. One thing I know, that where it, I was blind, now I see. Ain't that something? He said, I don't know where he's going, where he's been, or whatever. One thing I know, that I was blind, but now I see. I can see plainly, Mr. Preacher. And you know, my parents, and my family members, I'm giving you a lot of money. But you're teaching us wrong. You can't tell us. Sunday is the blessed day. Sunday is not the blessed day. Sunday is number one. Matter of fact, even the big dignitary can tell you that. The big your first dignitary. job uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yeah. off, yeah. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yeah. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. Is he... So you can't let your preachers hem you up and tell you that if you don't come on Sunday, you're going to lose your blessing. No. If you wake up, I'm saying, it ain't no blessing on that day. Do you know who the origin of gave you going to church on Sunday? Do you know who gave you that? Do you know who gave it to you? 
it happened all the way back in Adam and Eve, 57, 1 through 11, that young line. It started uh, with the mindset of in the garden, out of the garden, and then, then Adam and Eve was approached by somebody. Let's find out what happened in 57, 1 down to verse 11. Let's see what it, what an origin of, of something coming that we can read. First book of Adam and Eve, chapter 57, 1 through 11, what it say? The first book of Adam and Eve, chapter 57, verse 1 through 11. First book of Adam and Eve, chapter 57, verse 1 read. But when Adam came out and saw his hideous figure, he was afraid of him and said unto him, Who are you? Verse 2. Then Satan answered and said unto him, It is I who hid myself within the serpent, and who talked to Eve, and beguiled her, deceived her, and she, she hearkened to my command. I am he who sent her through the wilds of my speech to deceive you, and to you, and she ate of the fruit of the tree, and ye came away from under the command of Yahweh. Verse 3, and when Adam heard these words from him, he said to him, can you make me a guard as Yahweh made for me? Or can you clothe me in the same bright nature in which Yahweh had clothed me? Verse 4, where is that divine nature you did promise to give me? And where is that fair speech of yours you did hold us at the first when we were in the garden? Verse 5, then said, then Satan said unto Adam, Think of you that when I have spoken to one about anything, I should ever bring it to him or fulfill my word. Not so, for I myself had never even thought of attainment that what I add. Attainment what I add. Verse 6, therefore did I fall and did I make you fall by for which I myself fell and which you also. Whosoever stepped my camp falls thereby. Verse 7. But I owe Adam by reason of your fall. You are under my rule. For I am king over you. Because you have hearkened to me and have sinned against your Yahweh. Neither would there be any deliverance from my hand until the day promised you by your Yahweh. Verse 8, again he said, And as much as we do not know the day agreed upon you by your Yahweh, nor the hour in which you should be delivered, for that reason we will multiply war and murder Upon, upon you and your seed after you. Verse 9. This is our will and our good pleasure that we may not leave one of the sons of man to inherit our order in heaven. Verse 10. Glad to our bold, O Adam, it is in the burning fire and we will not see our evil doing. No. Not one day, nor one hour. And I, O Adam, 
to so fire upon you when you can into the cave to dwell there. Verse 11. When Adam heard these words, he wept and mourned instead of to eat. Hear what he said, that he would not fulfill up of what he told you in the garden. Do we really then become king over us? You see that? Yes. Well, so you see, that's it, 1 through 11. So you see, you, you hear, so here go the origin of being disobedient to the understanding of what Yahweh set up. Now, read again in first book of Adam, verse 6, 7, and 10. Listen good at verse 6, 7, and 10. You know, really kind of flap the ears. And listen good what he says in Adam and Eve, 57, 6, 7, and 10. Listen good what he say. What he say? First book, Adam and Eve, chapter 57, verse 6, 7, and 10. First book, Adam and Eve, chapter 57, verse 6, read. Therefore, did I fall, and did I make you fall, that, that, for which I myself fell. And with you also, whosoever set my counsel falls thereby. Verse 7. But now, o Adam, by reason of your fault, you are under my rule. And I am king over you, because you have hearkened to me, and I sinned against your Yahweh. Neither would there be any deliverance from my hand until the day promised you by your Yahweh. Verse 10. For as thou bold, O Adam, it is in the burning fire, and we will not seek our evil doing, no, not one day, nor one hour. And I, O Adam, shall so fire upon you when you come into the cave to dwell there. Mm-hmm. So you see, so here, here was what Satan told Adam. When you come out from under, Yahweh's rule, you belong to me. I become king over you. Yahweh got rules and regulations. But when you break the rules and regulations, then you 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 can talk Yahweh or whatever name y'all decide to want to call it. But when you break the rules of Yahweh, you not lo- you no longer up under Yahweh, but you. It, but you mean well. But your preacher is lying to you, and you continue to go down that slippery slope. When you break what Yahweh tell you, and he told you plainly, his Sabbath day is number seven. Sunday is number one. You can't lose no blessing by going to worship your mighty one on one. Matter of fact, you lose your blessing once the knowledge comes to the table. You lose your blessing because you're not worshiping him. Do you know who you really worshiping? When you go to church, 
on Sunday, the first day of the week? Do you know, according to the Bible, who you really worship? According to the Bible. We go on to uh, Matthew chapter 4. Let's see who you really worship. When you go to church on Sunday, the first day of the week. We want the Bible tell you who you worship it. I mean, see, that's why, you remember when we read, Balak said, I can't do no more than what the man tell me to do. We prove all things, hold fast what's good. See, we just only the messengers. And and this message is, is going to be the one that we read in Zechariah, or the two-thirds that hear this and pump their brakes. So, whoa, this is too plain. Whoa, ain't but two-thirds going to make it. So our job is to identify the one that to do right, but all the way you're going to do right. Romans 3 verse 4 said, let your mighty one be true. And every man a liar, because your mighty one made it plain in Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. This is what the, your mighty one said. This is what your mighty one left in writing in Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. See, what are you leaving writing there, your line in 8, verse 3? The, foot, the fifth book of the law, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3 reads, And Yomadee, and suffer thee to hunger, and fed thee with matter. Which you knew is not. Neither did your father know that he might make you know that man do not live by bread only, but every word that was seated out of the mouth of Yahweh do man live. Man live by what Yahweh say. And Yahweh say the Sabbath day is number seven, then that's the end of it. Preacher, you can't tell me that our Sabbath day is number one. You can't tell me that no more. You can't tell me, and, I, and you cannot hijack my family members to keep on going with that. It ain't no blessing in uh, going to church on number one because that's not the blessed day. You can't hijack me no more. I read where it says in St. John 9, 25 says, what he's a sinner, I don't know. But one thing I do know, when I was I was blind, but now I see. I see that Sunday is the day of the S-U-N, the day of the sun. And, and we read in the book of Adam and Eve, chapter 57 through 11, but 6, 7, 10, when you come out from under your mighty one, you in the hand of Satan the devil. So now when we go to Matthew chapter four, so now that so now here go remember, always understand one thing. Your your test from always come from the top. According to first Peter four seventeen down to verse nineteen. Listen to this first. So who Satan got the test first? He gotta come from the top. How we know? First Peter four seventeen, let's read a little bit, young line. Okay, we're going to the chief speaker of the nation of Israel. First Peter chapter 4, verse 17. First Peter chapter 4, verse 17. Read. For the time is come 
that judgment must begin at the temple of Yahweh, and then first begin at us. What should the end be of them that obey not the covenant of Yahweh? So you see, he always starts from the top leadership and work step down. He always knock off the top, shake him up real good, and keep working his way down. So what we tell you, Satan understand that rule. So now watch Satan, he's gonna start from the top. And let's see, let's see what happens. We're going to Matthew chapter four. Now watch Satan. He understand that too. That Satan starts from the top. Whoever in the top leadership, that's the first one he gonna to wanna to hit in the mouth. And the and destroy the flock of his sheep. Let's let's watch him operating in the fourth chapter. Verse number eight, down to verse ten. Let's 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 uh analyze this by the young line in Matthew chapter four, verse eight, down to verse ten. Let's listen to this. What do you say? Matthew chapter four, verse eight through ten. Matthew chapter four, verse eight reads: Again, Satan the devil, taking him up into the sealy high mountain. And showed him all the kingdoms in the world and the greatness of them. Verse 9. It said unto him, All these things will I give you if you will fall down and worship me. Verse 10. Then said Yahweh the Son, Get you here, Satan, for it is rich. You should worship Yahweh, your Yahweh, and him only to you, son. You see that? So you see, you see what you see, Yahweh. So he, he let you know he was tempted, but how did he withstand him? He used the scriptures. He said, he said "Get behind me, Satan. We only supposed to worship Yahweh. We only worship Yahweh." Okay. But Satan told him, "If you worship me, all that you see, all the kingdom." How big you want your place? How big you want it? I give it to you. But in return, what's your mean? You want how many you want? Five thousand, ten thousand seating room? I don't have no problem with that. I can do it. I'm in the blessing business too. But my blessing business is temporarily, which I'm not gonna tell you, contrary to Yahweh. Listen. I give it to you. But one thing you got to do for me, worship me. The Almighty says in Genesis 2, 3, blessed be the seventh day, which is the Sabbath. Sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. Ignore that. And you do your Sabbath day and tell your flock, we're going to do it Sunday morning, the first day of the week, from 9 o'clock in the morning all day Sunday. See? So who are you really worshiping? By keeping Sunday, first day of the week, 9 o'clock in the morning, 10, 11, and 12. You're not worshiping Yahweh. And here go, here, here go to, remember we read earlier in Thessalonians, prove all things, whole thing, fast was good. And we read in the 19th chapter of Revelation, I mean, Matthew, what is good was keeping 
the father, that's what's good. Then you precept that to Romans chapter 7, verse 12 and 16. What it says, what it says in Romans chapter 7, verse 12 and 16, now young line. All right, we're going to the book of Romans, chapter 7, verse 12 and 16. Romans, chapter 7, verse 12 and 16. Romans, chapter 7, verse 12 and 16. Romans, chapter 7, verse 12, read. Wherefore the law is righteous and the commandment, righteous and just and good. Verse 16. If then I do that which I would not, I could sin unto the law. That it is good. See, so what's good is keeping the law. That was good. So keeping the law is the law of what Yahweh passed down to man of the twelve tribes of Israel. Keeping the law is keeping the Sabbath day, which is the seventh day of the week, not the first day. The counterbalance, which is Satan, the devil, but Yahweh forewarned us that he was coming to the table in St. John 14, 29, 30. He was already forewarned for the teachers to be aware of him in St. John 14, 29, 30. What's that, young line? We're going to the book of John, 14, 29, and 30. John 14, verse 29, read. And now, I have told you before it come to pass, that when it is come to pass, you might believe. Verse 30. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh, and have nothing in me. You see what he's saying? The prince of this world is coming, and he ain't got nothing to me. I told you Friday night, Saturday night is my worship day for people that's going to follow me. Satan said, no, we're going to do it another day. And Satan said, if you do that, you're not up under his rules. You're up under Satan the devil's rules. Because in St. John chapter 8, young line, it makes it plain and St. John chapter 8, verse 4 or 3, and we'll, we'll keep reading down until we get our point. St. John 8, 4 or 3, we'll keep reading down until we get our point. Come on. The book of John, chapter 8, verse 43 reads, Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. Verse 44. You have your father. Satan, the devil, and the lust of your father, you would do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. He is a liar, and the father of it. Yeah, yeah, man, saying he said, "If nothing this man saying is, is correct," and that we told Adam. He said, I ain't, whatever I tell you to do, I ain't never tell you nothing's right, but I'll, I'm going to hope that you take it right back and deliver you up. He said, I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to kill you. I know what the mighty one said. 
But I'm going to tell you, contrary to what he's saying, because I'm upon the covenant too. My covenant, I am by definition what I am. And anybody tell you Sabbath day is Sunday, our Sabbath day is, is, the, is the worship day, they, is, they only the definition of what we get ready to read 12 verse 9. This is the def- guess, what, guess what's going on before your eyes? Revelation 12, verse 9. What's really going on? Before your eyes, this is what's going on. When they look you and tell you, you're going to lose your, if you're going to lose your blessing, how to lose my blessing coming on the wrong day, according to the Bible? Then you're going to justify and tell me Sunday is the blessed day. Sunday not the blessed day. I can't lose no blessing by coming on Sunday. I lose my blessing if I continue to do so. Look look what look at the definition when somebody stand before you and tell you you're gonna lose your blessing if you don't come to worship on Sunday. Who doctrine is that? Let's find out twelve verse nine of Revelation. Entire prophecy. Revelation chapter twelve. Verse 9 reads, And the great dragon was cast out, and all serpents called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his wicked angels, evil angels, was cast out with him. You see that? You see that? Anybody tell you that Sabbath day it's Sunday, the first day of the week. They are deceived. That's the doctrine of Satan, the devil. That is the teaching of Satan, the devil. That's Satan's teaching. Then Yahweh tell you that the prince of this world coming, he ain't got nothing in me. He's a liar and the father of life. He's going to lie to you on every point because I got a covenant with him to deceive you. If you don't want to go with what I got written, and once I send the seers, send the elders, and the elders send the teachers to you, if you don't conform to it, that's on you. But we're telling you now, you're not losing no blessings by not going. Matter of fact, how can you lose something you ain't got? You ain't no blessing going on no church on no first day of the week. That's the wrong day. That's like getting out there on the expressway where it says, do not enter, and you enter in anyway. What are you going to call? You think you have a smooth ride by going down a one-way street and the car's coming before you? How you think, how you think your ride going to be? And folks, you got passengers in there. And you own a business expressway coming down the wrong way. What's going to happen? Is there going to be chaos? Exactly what's going on when you keep it Sunday first day of the week is chaos. So you tell that preacher to get on his knees and do the right thing. Huh? Sunday is not the Sabbath day, period. Sunday is number one, the day of the sun. When you're going to church on Sunday, you worship Satan, the devil. Yeah, man. 
That's why we that's why we, we laid some verses in early showing you that prove all things and hold fast what is what is good and good is keeping the law. Then we read about Balak and Balaam. He said, Listen, I can't do no more than what Yahweh tells me to do. That's all I can do. That's what I'm trying to tell you. All I can do is what he gives me to do on the wrong. To let you know, I, I know the WCC, World Council Churches, the Roman Catholic Church out of New York, they all keep Sunday. They all worship and save the devil. That's just it. That's where you put the scriptures to it. Sunday is the wrong day. I don't care how good it looks. Satan just told you. Hey, what you want, I give it to you. Then you precept that in Luke chapter 4, and this is what, he, and this is what Satan said. To top leadership called Yahweh the Son. Listen to what he said. Then what we will do, we're gonna comment on what he said. Then we're gonna then we're gonna go on to um Second Corinthians chapter eleven and and tell you don't marvel about this. We're gonna read this coming up in Second Corinthians chapter eleven. We're gonna find out exactly what he tried for Paul tell you. If you bow down to Satan, you become up on the Satan. And we're going to find out what Paul told the Corinthians, Northern Kingdom, about the same thing in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. We're going to find out in a minute. But where are we going now, young line? We're going to Luke chapter 4. Excellent. Luke chapter 4. I like that, young line. That's what I'm talking about. And Luke chapter 4, young line, pick it up at verse 4. Let's read down. And listen what it says. Listen what the Bible says in Luke chapter 4, 4 down to verse 7. Let's see what the Bible says. Remember, remember we read in Romans, let Yahweh be true. And every man is a liar. You can't tell. We know who you are fond of. But once you hear the truth, you're supposed to make adjustments. you fall supposed to fall on your knees, leadership, and say, oh, well, we got to change today because we won't. Because I'm going to hell and be burnt in the fire, and I'm going to take y'all with me. So I'm going to make adjustments. But let's see when you show them the scriptures. Let's see what they do. Let's see what well, let's see what song and dance they give you when you show them what the Bible says. They'll tell you, like a brother said uh, on the on the last Saturday. Well, you know the, uh, the Bible. If it, it ain't uh, you. You you can put other stuff with the Bible. No, you can't put nothing with the Bible. You can't put nothing with the Bible. How we know that? Thirty four sixteen. Read that young line Isaiah. No, you can't put nothing with the Bible. Ain't no man can put nothing with the Bible. You know why? Because the Almighty said you can't do it. Let's go to uh, thirty four verse sixteen and seventeen to show you that the Almighty said you can't put nothing with the Bible. You can't put no research. No science, no Quran, no Judaism books. You can't put nothing with the Bible. How we know? That's right. Let's see what Yahweh says. 34, 16, and 17, what he say? The book of Isaiah, the seer, chapter 34, verse 16 and 17. Isaiah, chapter 34, verse 16, read. Seek ye out of the book of Yahweh and read. And one of these shall fail. And none of these shall fail. 
none should want her mate. For my mouth it had commanded, and his spirit it had gathered them. Verse 17. And he had cast the lot for them, and his hand had divided unto them by line. They should mm-hmm. have possessed it for they do what? That's right. They when you seek out the book of Yahweh and read, this Bible don't have no make. So don't let them tell you about the Bible got a make. Yahweh say they don't have no make. You don't you don't have a alternative book for the Bible. The Bible stands alone. The Bible stands alone. Again, in one verse three of Revelation. And if you if you do if you follow the Bible, look what you really are fond of in Revelation one verse three. Let me show you what you are fond of if you follow the Bible. If you follow the Bible, not no man, because every man's a liar, according to Romans three verse four. Let Yahweh be true, and every man is a liar. If I come speaking my mind, I'm a liar too. Because it's too much in his Bible to talk about. All he's supposed to do is read the verses and let you hear. It's up to you to make the adjustment. Revelation 1, verse 3, what does it say? Entire prophecy. Revelation chapter 1, verse 3 reads. Blessed is he or she that read it, and they that hear the word of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein. But the time is at hand. You see the man's hand? You bless if you keep what's written. And 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 so so you bless if you keep what's written. You ain't blessed if you keep what's not written. And what was written that 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 put the blessing on, on that you need. Like like the mother say out of Camp One. The blessing you need. So what is the blessing that you need? Genesis two verse three. He said you're blessed if you keep what's written. What's written in Genesis 2, verse 3? We're going to the first book of the law. The book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 3. And Yahweh blessed the seventh day, the Sabbath, and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his works, which Yahweh created and made. You see that? So you see, that was written, and Yahweh blessed the Sabbath day, which is the Sabbath, which he had created and made. You see, that's the blessed day, the Sabbath day, which is the seventh day of the week. He said, you're blessed if you, if you do what's written. So I'd like to be a fly on the wall. When you ask, when you show that to your pastor and say, um, what, what what this mean right in one verse three? Well, well, we, well, what you mean we? I'm reading we, now we following you. My parents follow you, and you got it from some. Yeah. No, but we ain't following the right person. Look, Mister Preacher, I'm gonna give you your tithes. I'm gonna still donate my time and my free will offerings. But why we can't do the Bible Sabbath day? What is the reason why we can't do the Bible Sabbath day? Because what we're doing now is man's Sabbath day. We're not doing the Bible Sabbath day. The Bible Sabbath day is what the big dignitary said it is. For your first job, huh? uh, 
working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith. Yes. You say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yes. off, yes. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. and You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but, but I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. Mm-hmm. So you see, now when we go back and read Luke chapter 4, pull out of verse 7, listen at this. See, what your preacher's supposed to do is like when you tell the first mother of the church, oh, hey, first mother, your slipper's hanging. Oh, thank you, baby. And they pull his slipper. Isn't <laughs> that right? They pull his slipper because it's hanging. Thank you. So when you tell them what the Bible, they don't tell you thank you. They don't both go into no song and dance because they can't go in the Bible and prove nothing. So they not, now they're going to look at you with a, with a suspect eye and say, you might be listening to the voices of the two Israelites. No. Yeah, I haven't listened to them, but I, I, I'm following along according to what's written in that Bible. And I, can, and I understand that one plus one is two. And if I add anything to one, it ain't one no more. Huh? What is these verses saying? And so give me a Bible definition of if anything to contradict what I'm showing you in writing, show me in the Bible. Don't talk a good game. Read a good game to me. What is it saying in Luke chapter 4, throw out in verse 7. Listen to this. Listen to this. What it says, y'all line? The book of Luke, chapter 4, verse 4 to verse 7. Luke, chapter 4, verse 4 reads. And y'all father's son answered him, saying, It is written that men do not live by bread alone, but by every word of Yahweh. Verse 5. And Satan the devil, taking him up, until how now, and showed him, and showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Verse 6. And Satan the devil said unto him, All this power will I give you in the greatness of death, but that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. Verse 7. If you therefore will worship me, all should be yours. He said, All this power is delivered to me. And I can give it who I can give it to whosoever I will. He said it was given to me. Now what's the precept of that? What what was given to you? Ephesians two, one, two, one, two, three to get our point. Now listen to what he's saying. You hear the man saying, he said, otherwise the power was given to me, and I can give it to whosoever that was to me. So who gonna work? Who is gonna worship you? That we can read. We'll precept the Bible yeah. to Ephesians two and pick up verse one, and we'll read John to get our point. So who gonna worship you, Satan? 
Let's find out in writing who going to worship Satan the devil. Verse 1. We'll read you and get our point. Come on. The book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 1 reads, And you have been quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse 2. Where in time past you walk according to the courts of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Hey, that's the young man read. Satan works in the children of disobedience. That's what he works in. That's what he works in. When you when you tell the mother of the church your slip hanging, she take your baby and pull it up. You gonna tell your preacher we worship the wrong day, and he gonna give you a comeback. Then you know that Satan worshiping him because he works in the children of disobedience or what the law. Do you know what's written in Malachi three verse six and Hebrews thirteen verse eight? Well, if you don't know, young lion getting ready to read. What are you reading in Malachi 3, verse 6? Then go right over to 13, verse 8. And what is he reading in Hebrews 13, verse 8? Satan works in the children of disobedience. You showing her exactly what the Bible saying, but now he going to give you some lip and a comeback. What comeback? Do the same thing mother did of the church. Pull up, slip up. Thank you, baby. My slip was hanging. Thank you for telling me. When you correct your preaching folks and love it and do the right thing. Because it ain't about him. It's about the flock that wants salvation. They won't drink the water of life. You can't drink the water of life by drinking the water of con- condemnation. Good. It's up to you. When you bring it to me, folks say, thank you. Thank you, daughter, for putting me on the right track. And you folks get on the microphone and tell 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 members, well, we're not keeping Sunday, the day of Satan, the devil. we keeping Sabbath day, Friday night, Saturday night. See? Take one step at a time. We'll get them out there, Lord God and Jesus, another time. But first of all, get the right day going. Get the right day so you can really receive the right blessing. But it starts by you changing the right day to the Bible day. Why you got the Bible in your hand and you ain't going to do nothing the Bible says? Why you come in and spread the Bible out there talking in the Bible, but you on the wrong day? It's just like making a wrong turn going down the expressway. Do not enter this way. Do you think that ride going to be comfortable going down the expressway on the, the wrong way and cars coming before you? What you going to be doing with your steering wheel? You're going to be all over the place, won't you? You think you'd be cruising by going down the wrong way? No. You're going to be in chaos. And that's the same thing. Chaos. That's up to you. See, remember, we read we read the precepts over there in First Thessalonians. Prove all things, hold fast, what's good. We read what Paul says in First Corinthians 14. 37. We read that. Now, take us read 37 out of 40 one more time, a young line. This is what he said. And first, they talking to the northern kingdom, which your preacher taught 
think he's talking to some Gentiles. Yeah, he's talking to Northern Kingdom, Gentiles of the Ten Tribes. See, but that's another level. Wow. So this is what Paul says in the 14th chapter, verse 37 down to verse 40. Watch what the young line delivers. Come on, young line delivers. All right, we're going to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 37 to 40. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 37 to 40. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 37 reads, If any man think himself to be a teacher or a spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of Yahweh. Verse 38. If any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. Verse 39. Wherefore, brethren, covet the prophecy, and forbid not to speak with tongues. Verse 40. Let all things be done decently and in order. Let all things be done decently and in order. Do you know what we got written in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12 and 13? Do you know what? Do you? I mean, Chronicles. Do you know what he got written in Chronicles, chapter 15, verse 12 and 13? Do you know? Well, I'll tell you what. We'll read it, buddy. And First Chronicles 15, verse 12 and 13. What did he got written there, young lion? We're going to First Chronicles, chapter 15, verse 12 and 13. First Chronicles, chapter 15, verse 12. Verse 12 and 13. And said unto them, You are the chief of the fathers of the Levites. Sanctify yourself, both you and your brother, that you may bring up the ark of Yahweh of Israel unto the place that I have prepared for it. Verse 13. For well, because you did it not as the first, Yahweh of Yahweh made a breach upon us, for that we saw him not as the the due order. You see that? The due order. Yahweh, then that same thing Satan said. You're not up on the Yahweh's. When you're not doing, when you're not doing the almighty rules and regulations in due order, you're not up under his rule. You can call on him with all the names you want to call on him, but you got to be in due order. He made a breach on the children of Israel, all 12 tribes, because they would not do do order. And he told them plainly in the 28th chapter, verse uh, 47 down to verse 50, this is what he said. He said something just as plain to them. Then he also gave them a sign on what they're going to do too. Let's read 28, 47 down to verse 50 first. Then we're going to bag up a little bit, and you're going to take your little business. And then you tell me who this fits. Give me 47, I mean 28, 47 to 51st to get warmed up there, young lion. Yes, sir. We're going to the book of Deuteronomy, the fifth book of the law, chapter 28, verse 47 to 50. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 47 reads, Because you serve us not Yahweh, your Yahweh, with joyfulness and with gladness of mind for the abundance of all things. Verse 48, therefore shall you serve your enemies, which I find to sin against you in hunger, and in thirst, and in nakedness, and in want of all things. 
and he shall put a yoke of iron upon your neck until he has destroyed you. Verse 49. Yahweh shall bring a nation against you from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flight, a nation whose tongue you should not understand. Verse 50. A nation of fierce confidence, which should not regard the persons of the old, nor show favor to the young. You see that? So you see, so you know you watch the eyes on the prize every year, and when they fall all out and say, I don't care if you beat me. He said, well, I'm going to beat you anyway. I'm going to stick dogs on you, put waters on you. Mm-hmm. He said, all this is going to happen to you because you don't want to serve me. You want to serve your enemy. He said, you don't want to serve me. I told you plainly in Second Ezra, um, help me out there, young man. I, I, I um, told you plainly in Second Ezra, chapter seven, verse twenty-one to twenty-three. I, I, I said something just plain to you. Thank you, thank you, Mother Z. Mother Z got right on the case right away. Second Ezra seven, That's twenty-one right. to twenty-three. What it says. Second Ezra, the seer, chapter 7, verse 21 and 23. Second Ezra, the seer, chapter 7, verse 21, reads, For Yahweh has given straight commandments, that such as came, what they should do to live, even as they came, and what they should observe to avoid punishment. Verse 22. Nevertheless, they were not obedient to him, but spake against him. And imagine vain things. Verse 23. And deceived themselves by their wicked deeds. And said to the Most High Yahweh, He is not. It knew not his way. What you said, young man, what you read, they deceived, they, they, you, see, you're deceiving your own self with your wicked deeds. You're deceiving your own self. But, he, but remember what young man read. But if they want to be ignorant, let them be ignorant by themselves. If your preacher don't, you give him this tape right here. If your preacher don't make adjustments, then you be by yourself. He's right here. Give him this tape. Tell him, take me, let me take your telephone for a minute and, um, and put in, just say on, on the telephone, YHWH Radio Live, tape number 65. Preacher, would you listen to it? Yeah, I listen to it. Yeah, listen to it. That's all you both do. Except, uh, got your cell phone with you, a pastor? Yes. Um, pick your phone and put in YHWH Radio Live. Oh, I, okay, I did it. You see what it says? Voice number two is right. Click that. Then take 65. Listen to it and tell me. What you think about Take 65? Then we're going to talk. What you think about it first? Then we'll talk. That's what you do for your pastor. Don't tell them what's on it. It's it. Take 65, listen to it, and tell me what you think about it. And let's see Let's see what he do with the same thing the mother did. Oh, your slip was hanging, mother. Oh, oh thank you, mom. She pulled it up. See that? Let's see what he do when you when you. Take his phone and say, 
And then and I read with the rest of the big dignitary and say, listen, just just take your say you say up on and say, Y H W H Radio Live. Oh. Oh, then just press that and now listen to it and, and get back with me. Don't tell them nothing was on it. Just listen to it and get back with me. That's it. Now uh, you online. Now here go the signs about paying the Almighty no never mind. And and and, and we're gonna bring mother in after this. Let's see what the signs is when you're not paying him no never mind. Now we're gonna see who it is on. And Deuteronomy 28, verse 15, down to verse 37. Let's see what's going on in Deuteronomy 28, 15, down to verse 37. Young line, come on. Going to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 15 to 37. Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 15, read. But it should come to pass, if you would not hearken unto the voice of Yahweh, your Yahweh, it's deserved to do all his commandments in his which I command you this day, that all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. Verse 16. Cursed should be in the city, and cursed should you be in the field. 17. Cursed should you be, cursed should be your basket and your sword. 18. Cursed should be the fruit of your body. And the fruit of your land, the increase of your kind, and the flock of your sheep. Verse 19. Curse who you be when you come in, and curse who you be when you go out. Verse 20. Yahweh shall send upon you curses, vexation, and rebuke, and in all that you set your hand for us to, to do, until you be destroyed, until you perish quickly. Because of the wickedness of your doing, whereby you have forsaken me. Verse 21. Yahweh shall make the pestilence cleave unto you, until, you, until he has consumed you from off the land where you go to possess it. Verse 22. Yahweh shall smite you with the consumption, and with the fever, and with inflammation, and with extreme burning. And with the sword, and with blasting, and with mildew, and they shall pursue you until you perish. Verse 23, and your heaven that is over your head should be brass, and the earth is under you should be iron. Verse 24, Yahweh shall make the way of your land powder and dust from heaven, shall it come down upon you until you be destroyed. Verse 25, Yahweh shall cause you to be smitten before your enemy. You shall go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them. And you shall be removed unto all the kingdoms of the earth. Verse 26, and your carcass shall be meat unto all the fowls of the air and unto the beasts of the earth. And no man shall fray them away. Verse 27, Yahweh shall smite you with the box of Egypt, with the emerald, and with the scab, and with the itch, wherewith you canst not be healed. Verse 28. Yahweh shall smite you with madness and blindness and astonishment of mind. 
verse 28, verse 29. And you should group at noonday as a blind group it in darkness. And you should not prosper in your ways. And you should be only oppressed and spoiled evermore. And no man shall save you. Verse 30. And you shall be got, and you shall be taught a wife, and another man shall lie with her. And you shall build a house, and you shall not dwell therein. And you shall plant a vineyard, and shall not gather the grapes thereof. Verse 31. Your ox shall be slain for your eyes, and you shall not eat thereof. Your ass should be violently taken away from before your face. It should not be restored unto you. Your seed should be given to your enemy. You should not, you should have none to rescue them. Verse 32. Your sons and your daughters should be given to another people. And your eyes should look and fail with longing for them all day long. And death should be no might in your hand. Verse 33. The fruit of your land. And all your labor shall nation which you knew us not eat up, and you should be only oppressed and crushed always. Verse 34, and you should be mad for the sight of your eyes which you shall see. Verse 35, Yahweh shall smite you, smite you in the knees and the leg with a sore box that cannot be healed. From the sole of your foot unto the top of your head. Verse 36. Yahweh shall bring you and your king, which you shall set over you, until nations which neither nor your fathers have known, and dare she serve other most Yahweh. Wooden stone. 37. And you shall become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword. Among all the nations where the Yahweh should lead. Verse 45. Do, 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 do y'all, y'all hear that? Y'all, y'all hear it? Now, who, who, who this, this happened to? And guess what? Do you know the reason why this happened? Watch what he said in verse 45. Verse 45, Deuteronomy 28. Verse 45. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you and shall pursue you and overtake you until you be destroyed because you hearken, listen not unto the voice of Yahweh, your Yahweh, to keep his commandment, his law, and his statute, which he commands you. You see So all is going to happen to you because you do not keep the law, statutes, and commandments. So you see all this that you're reading now? All this is going to happen to you by not keeping his laws, statutes, and commandments. Get down to verse 64, down to verse 68. So you see what he's saying? Uh, see, royals all over the world, over 900,000 strong on the international side. All these curses are going to happen to you because you don't want to keep his statutes, laws, and commandments. And if you look at yesterday's tape and tie it in, it'll show you that you made agreement with him all that you said we would do. It's okay, good. 
all this happened to a people, a nation of people, because they would not keep his statutes, laws, and commandments. Look what Young Lion gave me to read in 64 down to verse 6. What you reading, Young Lion? Deuteronomy 28, verse 64 to 68. Deuteronomy 28, verse 64 reads, And Yahweh shall scatter you among all people, from one end of the earth, even to the other. And there shall you serve other false Yahweh, which neither you nor your fathers have known, even wood and stone. Verse 65. And among these nations shall you find no ease, neither to the sole of your foot have rest. For Yahweh shall give you, therefore, a trembling mind, a failing of eyes, and a sorrow of mind, Verse 66, and your life shall hang in doubt before you, and you shall fear day and night, and shall have none assurance of your life. Verse 67, in the morning you shall say, with Yahweh it were even, and at evening you shall say, with Yahweh it, with Yahweh it were morning. For the fear of your mind, wherewith you should fear, and for the sight of your eyes, which you should see. Verse 68, and Yahweh shall bring you into Egypt, bondage again with ships. By the way thereof, I speak unto you, you should see it no more again. And there, and there, you should be sold unto your enemies, for bond man and bond woman. And no man should buy. And and nobody is gonna redeem you out of this right here until you return back to his words. Until you return back to what's written in forty five, keeping his law, statutes and commandments. The only way you can get off money this right here, you must return back and keep his law, statutes and commandments. Verse 64, listen good. Verse 64, Deuteronomy 28, verse 64. And Yahweh shall scatter you among all people, from one end of the earth, even to the other. And there shall you serve other false Yahweh, which neither you nor your fathers have known, even wood and stone. You didn't know nothing about no wood and crosses and stuff like that. And every time you go to worship on the wrong day, you will run into a, 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 a cross sign or the preacher behind the roster got a cross sign he behind it. That's right. You didn't know nothing about no wood, no cross sign. You never knew nothing about that. Then all of a sudden you said, well, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to go to pay attention. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to come out and I'm going to be Islamic. I'm going to be a, a Muslim. And now you're doing a, the stone thing. Now you over there worshiping a black stone called a carpet. He said what you was going to do. So here's what you were going to do. You going to do the cross, and, and that's what you're doing today. He said, well, all this is the reason why you got scattered. He said, but what you're going to do, they're coming out to the Lord, they're going to worship a wood, which is a cross. People's got it all around their neck, on their cars. Everywhere hanging wherever they bind or what they call that thing, that mirror. They got on their body. 
preacher got it behind, uh, and he behind it, uh, behind his roster. That's a cursed thing that you see, Roy. He said, this is what's going to happen to you. And, oh, oh, you messed around with the black cobblestone out there in Mecca. Do you know mm-hmm. Mecca, we do research, was the number one slave trade the Arabs brought you to? Mecca That's was right. the number one center capital of the slave trade to be bought and sold from Mecca, the children of Israel. Did you know that? Did you know Mecca was the number one hot spot to get the slaves and got them there and sold from that point, Mecca. Huh? You didn't know that, did you? Huh? That was the number one slave trade to whoever wanted to buy you. That it came out of Google your phone and found out what the number one slave trade before Mr. White Man, the Red Man, got his hand on you was the Arab from Mecca. Read verse 45, y'all learn. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 45. More, all these curses shall come upon you and shall pursue you and overtake you until you be destroyed because you hearken not unto the voice of Yahweh, your Yahweh. You keep his commandments, his law, and his statutes which he commanded. But what signs would be on the people you're talking about in 35? What what sign what sign do I look to see what we're talking about? According to verse 35, what would I look for to see who these curses on by reading verse 35? Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 35. Y'all should smite you in the knee and the leg with a sore box that cannot be healed. From the sole of your foot up to the top of your head. Oh, he says the people that he's talking about will be smite, will be smitten in the knees. He said they're gonna be, they will have, they gonna be smitten in the knees and in the legs, and they'll be so bucked that cannot be healed. Ain't that stuff? You see, you see what he did? He talking to Moses in 1400 BC. You the man saying? Uh-huh. What he says in verse 27. Verse 27, Deuteronomy 28. Verse 27 reads, And Yahweh says, Mighty with the box of Egypt, with the emerald, and with the scab, and with the itch thereof, that you cannot be healed. What, what, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by you going on? And Yahweh just might be with the botch of Egypt and with the embers. You know what the embers is? That, that's hemorrhoid. He going to give you some hemorrhoid. He going to give you hemorrhoid. Ain't that so? Then guess what? He said he going to, also he going he, he gonna to smite you with the scale. He going to have you where you are looking for Chinese, Japanese, the hat to put on your head, and you and you gonna put it on your head, and you gonna put on um, you gonna put on something that in the thirteenth. Let me bring mother in, cause this is what you are gonna put on your head. He said, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smite you in the head, and and, and right. get what you gonna do, and get what you gonna do. Let's let bring mother in. 
You hold that point right through there. He's almost smiting your head. That's what he just said. Marie <laughs> wanted most out of Camp One. Y'all want to be right. Hey, Mother E. Mother E, one of the mothers out of Camp One. Yakwa BJC Ray. Mother E. Where Mother E at? WCC, what's wrong with Mother E's microphone? See if we working on her microphone. We have it up shortly. Sure. Okay. Okay, he said, um, I'm gonna smite you in and I'm gonna smite you because what what did he tell you about that in the biggest chapter thirteen? You know what? He said yes, something sir. about that in thirteen. What he said in the biggest thirteen that we can read. He uh, said the book of Yeah, let's see what we want. He talks about something in the big of 13 there, young man. He makes it say, hey, 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 Mother, Mother E, with your microphone up, just say hallelujah, Father. And then we know you ready to go. WCC said working on your microphone. So when your microphone ready to go, Mother, say hallelujah, Father. Then we know to bring you right on in and help share some of this load with the young line. So in the big of 13 there, young line, Let's see what um what was said. Pick up verse twenty nine. Yes, sir. Leviticus chapter thirteen. Verse twenty nine. Leviticus chapter thirteen, verse twenty nine reads. If a man or woman have a plague upon the head or the beard, verse thirty, then the priest shall see the plague. And behold, if it be in sight deeper than the skin, and there be in it a yellow thin hair, then a priest shall pronounce him or her unclean. It is a dry skull, even a leprosy, upon the head or beard. Verse so 31. So he said, that's all again. So he said, now, if, if leadership see you with Yellow thin hair on your head, otherwise looking like Beyonce, with all that yellow in her hair, that's blonde. Mm-hmm. Now, you, now, you, now you got blonde hair all over your head from India somewhere. You got a now in India cutting off the hair on the head, dropping it into a uh, some paint, some yellow paint. You know, because their hair didn't come that color, so they so they got a job. By cutting off the hair and all of India and places like that, especially India. And they got a big factory where they got yellow, uh, big old pots of dye, yellow dye. They cut the hair, make a plate up on it, and drop it into the, and now you got your uh, yellow, you got a blonde wig on your head now from India. Now you actually blow all around. Let's see what Yaqua say about that yellow hair on your head. You got yellow hair, yellow hair on your head. Let's see what Yaqua says about that. Get down verse 32. All right, verse 32. Finnegan chapter 13, verse 32 reads, And the seventh day 
the priest should look on the plan. And behold, if the skull spread not, and there be in it no yellow hair, and the skull be not in the sight deeper than the skin. So, so otherwise, if you don't have no yellow hair, your head, and the priest look upon it, then the priest going to look at you in seven days after you uh, know that you got that blonde, that blonde wig on, so he'll look back at you in, in seven days. And then he'll he'll say something to you in um, verse number 34. Let's see what he said to you. If he look back on you and you don't have no more blonde hair on your head, what are he going to say to you in 34? Verse 13, verse 34. And in the seventh day, the priest should look on the skull. And behold, if the skull be not spread in the skin, nor be in the sight deeper than the skin, then the priest shall pronounce them clean, and he shall wash his clothes. That's right. So so you pronounce clean. Now, once you understand that blonde, that that, that is a commercial from Satan the devil by saying, blonde have more fun. But no, in the Bible of the ancient Israelites, if they had yellow hair in their head, they supposed to, they were pronounced by leadership as unclean. But once they were told about the yellow hair in their head, and they made adjustment to it, and they came back with the same wig, they said, okay, now you clean, because you made adjustments, because you did make adjustments with it. Because he told you, I'm, I'm going to smite you with the, on, 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 the, on your head, right? So, mm-hmm. but but here's the one that ain't gonna pay that no never mind. Let's see what Yahweh got for the ones that ain't gonna pay him no never mind. They told that verse thirty six. Verse thirty six, Leviticus thirteen, verse thirty six. Then the priest shall look on him, and behold, if the skull be spread in the skin, the priest shall not see for yellow hair. He is unclean. So when the priest tell you, the least you tell you that blonde hair is is not with the children of Israel woe, and you don't make adjustment, he said you what in the in the, in the last he or she is what unclean. All right. Then then what do the person supposed to do if they will if they could continue? To wear the yellow hair on their head, knowing it's unclean, how they supposed to approach any member of the children of Israel according according to 44 and 45? What they supposed to do according to the Bible? What they supposed to do uh, with Jingle Page leadership? No, never mind. You can continue with your yellow hair on your head. When you come around an Israelite or any of the 12 tribes, what you supposed to say out of the mouth verbally? Let's find out. Verse 44 and 45. Leviticus 13, verse 44, 45. Leviticus 13, verse 44. He is a leprous man. He is unclean. The priest shall pronounce him utterly unclean. His plague is in his head. 45. And the leper in whom the plague is, his clothes should be rent, and his head bare. 
he should put a covering upon his upper lip and shall cry, unclean, unclean. So when you want to wear your yellow hair, when you come out here tonight, you both with a loud voice say what? With a loud voice, you both say, soon you come in presence of another Israelite, you both say what? Y'all lying? I'm clean. I'm clean. Ain't that something? You see what the Bible says? So listen, children of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel, ain't nothing wrong with wearing wigs, no doubt about it. But don't paint them yellow. Don't mess around and go yellow. Because he told you he's going to smite you in the head because of you you uh, being disobedient. He, he already told you. He's already reading. We're going to read. We, we might as well read it. Let's look at WCC. See, is it a precept to that with me then? Yeah, it's a precept to that. But, you know, you know what? I take care. <laughs> uh, but, listen, if you got yellow hair in your head, because he already told you I'm going to smite you in the head. You, that's clear. So you see, you'll be smart. You'll be smiting the head. But don't mess around and go get, you know, yellow hand put in the head. If you do that, that means when you're among any of the children of Israel, you're supposed to say immediately, I'm clean, I'm clean. Because it was always prophesied that um, I'm going to get you because something you're going to do. He told Isaiah in the third chapter. He said, yeah, he, he said, uh, he said I'm going to get you, remember, if you read and do the rhymes right, I'm going to smite you in the head. Now, here's sure. the reason why I'm going to smite you in the head. Now, he told Isaiah to pick up on what he left off on. That was enough for Moses. I'm going to show you why I'm going to smite you in the head. I'm gonna show, he said, I'm gonna, he's, he's Isaiah put in the, in the book why <laughs> I'm going to smite you in your head. Right. We're going to find out right now. Let's uh, look at 3, verse 12, Isaiah 3, 12, and then we'll, we'll read a little bit from there. Let's find out why I'm going to smite you in the head. Book of Isaiah, this here, chapter 3, verse 12, read. As for my people, children, are they oppressed, and women rule over them? Oh, my people, they that which lead you, cause you to error, and destroy the way. Of your past. Hey. 13. Yahweh stand it up to plead and stand it to judge the people. 14. Yahweh will enter into judgment with the ancient of his people and the princes thereof. For he has eaten up the vineyard. Board of the poor is in your house. 15. What mean ye that ye? Beat my people to pieces and grind the faces of the poor, said Yahweh of Holy. Verse 16, moreover Yahweh said, because the daughters of Judah are hardy and walk with stretched forth necks, wanting eyes, walking and missing as they go, making a tickling with their feet. 17, oh, what, therefore, oh, well, hold on, hold on for me, 17. He said, now, the daughters of Judah, Judas, the African-American, Negro, and color. He used a word called a halty. He said, 
What that word mean? He said because he's going to do this to them because the daughters are haughty. What that word supposed to mean, uh, young man? Can we get up? Can we, in a way, we can define that? What do you mean by that haughty? What that, what that mean? Uh, the daughters of Judah, that means that's the one that's called African-American and Negro tribe. They haughty. What that word mean? Come on. Tell me about that word with that. What it mean? Okay. You're going to find the word haughty. Haughty, defi- uh, the haughty definition. Okay. I got the definition of haughty. Arrogancy. Superior. Disdainful. Read that again. Haughty. Arrogancy. Superior. And disdainful. Ain't that something? That. So you said because the daughters, they got a puffed up, they got, they got a puffed up uh, attitude. And they got stretched yeah, forth neck. And they and with watching eye, what do they mean? They see a, a pretty car come down the street and you got your little um your bicycle and they and their eyes get to look at the pretty car to get all about that you brought right. your skateboard over for her and you got a skateboard for yourself. But they see somebody come down one of them uh bitleys or something and they neck turn all the way around. You see what it is? So let's see what Yaqua say he's going to do if they halt him with a stretched forward neck. You know, mm-hmm, uh-huh. You, 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 um, you, you. I ain't going to get into it. Verse 17, what Yaqua say he's going to do? Isaiah chapter 3, verse 17. Therefore, Yaqua was might with a scab. The crown of your head of the daughters of Judah, and Yahweh will discover their secret part. You see, he say you do. You see, you see, Yahweh say you do. He say Yahweh gonna smite them in the scab of the crown of their head. He said, I'm gonna smite you in the head. He said, I'm gonna smite you in the head. So he, remember, he told him Deuteronomy that won't happen. So at, at time seven hundred years progressed on. He told Isaiah to get a precept to it. If I'm going to smite the daughters of, and that's why you see the daughters of Israel in every Chinese and Japanese place trying to get some blonde hair on their head. And that what they do? Yeah. You see them, they can't open their door without the daughters trying to get up in there and get some blonde hair on their head. See that? And the blonde hair come out of China and India. They, they, they got a factory made up in China and India. They're having the Chinese women and the Indian, India women, you know, cut their hair off and, and uh, well, you know, go right back, you know. So they they done created a job market for the Indian women and the Chinese women to cut their hair off and dip it into the blonde paint because the daughters of Judah is going to need it. Because Yahweh gonna smite them well, according to verse seventeen. Isaiah chapter three, verse seventeen. Therefore, Yahweh will smite with a scab the crown of your head. Go ahead. Of the daughters of Judah, and Yahweh will discover their secret part. 
is is they gonna discover their secret part. Now now what are you, what are you talking about that? What what are you talking about that? You um what is that spray bottle that they that um the secret part you got to use, why? Because Yahweh told you over in twenty two verse five something. He told you in twenty read and discover your secret part. Because he told you in 22 5 or something. Let me tell you in Deuteronomy 22 verse 5. What what is that spray called? Uh, she can't think of it. Well, you know, and this is why you have to use that spray because Yaqua told you in 22 verse 5 what? What did Yaqua say in 22 verse 5? The fifth book of the law, Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 5 reads. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth to a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are abominations to Yahweh, your Yahweh. Oh, he said the woman shall not wear what pertains to a man. We ain't get off into the lesson, but what pertains to a man is bridges, pants. The only reason a woman both have on pants is because that's their job requirement. But when they come up out of that out of that job, they both they both take them pants off and put that garment on from out there. Pants. So he knew they were gonna wear pants, and pants was for the men. Huh? Um, the woman got a job. You gotta have pants. He might have a job jumping no fish out. Chase down some of these soul brothers. Gotta have pants for that. But we but when you come off that job, we'll put them pants in that locker room and put on your 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 dress with uh, um um number fifteen, thirty seven to thirty nine. Um uh, Neely, as soon as your time is up, you both go down there, you know I remember that Clark Kent and Superman thing? You both do the same thing when your time is up. You folks do exactly what Yaquah tell you. Man live by every word he say. Do what you folks to do when the job is over if you wear pants. You folks to do what? 37. 15, 37 through 39. What it say, young Numbers chapter 15, verse 37 to 39. Numbers chapter 15, verse 37 reads. And Yaquah spake unto Moses, saying, 38. Speaker to the children of Israel, and bid them, order them, that they make them fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generation, that they may put upon the fringe of the border of red, bear, and the blue. Verse 39. And it should be unto you for a friend that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments, the laws of Yahweh, and do them, and that you mm-hmm. do not after your... And that you seek not, and that you seek not after your own mind, and your own eyes after that which you used to go a whore. Well, well, what what he said twenty two five? Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy twenty two, verse five. The woman should not wear that which pertaineth to a man. Neither should a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so. Or an abomination to Yahweh. No Yahweh. So, so, um, remember what 
we read in First Thessalonians chapter five, prove all things, hold fast was good. Remember what um uh, we read over there in Numbers twenty four. It says that um uh, all I'm gonna do is what Yahweh tell me to do. That's the same thing I'm trying to tell you. You know, I wish I didn't have so many um you know backbiters, murmurs, complaints. I wish I did, but they just that comes to territory. See, all we do is show what the Bible says. We don't know what we're going to teach y'all. The Spirit would lead the lesson. So he said, I'm going to smite the daughters in Deuteronomy with the scab on the head. See? And then they're going to mess around and start. They're going to have, they're going to have, and they're going to put on the yellow hair on their head. But the only thing about it, they're supposed to, every time you show up, I'm on no Israel, they're say, I'm unclean, I'm unclean. Why? Because I got blonde in my hair. You know, he told you it was going to happen to you, and he told you why, because you're going to be halted. He said, you're going to forget your position, and then you're going to forget what he, what he don't like in 3 verse 12. Read, read, read verse 3, 12 again. See, you're going to forget your position as time go on, and that what happened by the two individuals. They forgot. So in 3 verse 12, look what he said here in 3 12 again. Isaiah the Seer, chapter 3, verse 12. As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. O oh, my people, they that which lead you called you to error and destroyed the way of your path. You see that? He said, children are going to be your oppressors. I'm going to tell you something. I get on the bus. When I see them, I have to pick my time get on them buses because when you when you see them little young teenagers, you know, they... They just they just scared those fear. You know, I I got on a bus one time and young young um teenagers get on the bus, bus driver said, Hey, you ain't paid your fare. He said, I ain't gonna pay no fare. Oh, the woman little girl told him Young high school. I ain't gonna and you don't if you don't drive that bus quick enough, I drive it for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ain't paying you nothing. She's a golden sit down. See that? They scared me. When I do get off the bus with a bunch of teenagers on, I had to fall against the fence for a while and kiss my butt. That's how they scared me. Good. Then he okay. said, not only that, women's going to rule over you. And that's why he called them haughty. Women do not supposed to rule over that man. They're supposed to humble themselves before that Yahweh name. Okay? But he said, he's eyes there, but it's going to come a time that women's going to rule over men. And that's going to make them what? In verse number 16, what word are they going to make them? Isaiah chapter 3, verse 16. Moreover, Yahweh said, because the daughters of Judah are haughty and walk the stretch forth neck. They're haughty and walk the stretch forth neck. So you see, so he was already saying what they're going to do. The children of Judah, the one called African American, Negro, and color. Not, not, you know how they talk now? Look, if you don't act right, I'm going to take my foot and put it where the sun don't shine on you. That's, a, that's how they talk now. Sure. Huh? But we could read, well, they, that's how, it, that, that's how they, they didn't talk like that back then. Early part of Deuteronomy, they was, they was, uh, Tender and delicate. Now, now they're 
uh, put that foot where the sun don't shine on you right now and love doing it. You see that? But it's always prophesied what's going to happen. Then Yahweh said, since you know it's going to happen, what he say you going to do in verse 17 and 18? Now, now look what Yahweh said he's going to do. Now, we're just going to read. I'm going to come in after his read. Look what he said he's going to do when you when you tell the man, especially the Yahweh man, that I'm going to put my foot where the sun don't don't shine on you. You see that? You see that? Get on out of my face. Why? Put my foot where the sun don't shine on you. You see that? Let's see what, let's see what Yaquah say when you say that. When you say that, let's see what Yaquah say you're going to do in 17 and 18. Isaiah chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. Isaiah chapter 3, verse 17. Therefore, Yaquah will smite with a scab the crown of your head, the daughters of Judah, and Yaquah will discover their secret part. Verse 18. In that day, Yaquah will take away the bravery of their tinkling ornaments about their feet and their coals and their round tires like the moon. You see that? So he's going to take away your dress wear. The way, the way you want, right. the way, if you bring back up the children of Israel, the way they want dress, he's going to take that away from you. All because you become haughty. When you get out of order, he make a breach on you. He got an order about that. If you get out of the order of Yahweh, like the order not keeping Sabbath day, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday, that's an order. You're not up under Yahweh's rule, you're under Satan the devil's rule. And Satan's going to always tell you, you ain't driving fast enough on wickedness. You, look at your wickedness. You ain't doing about 80 and 55. You need to do 100. Now, when you get 100, do more. Thanks, speed. I'm just saying more, more. And matter of fact, once you go the wrong way and do more, see, when you ain't got no Yahweh to check you, you're going to be all over the place. You ain't got no stopping. So that's why I'm, see, listen, if you don't have Yahweh here, Satan will always tell you, do more. You ain't doing enough. Do more. Huh? You kicked him in the ring. Now, slap him in the mouth. That's it. Slap him in the mouth. And be raised the head back, call 911 on that, That's what you're going to run into. That's why you got to be, you got to know who your company is. Yaquali man for be with a Yaquali woman. Because we got Yaquali over your check. But you must not get you a one of the more loose women or one of them loose men. You expect anything. Because Satan takes over from that point. And what is he going to do in verse number 19? Read a little bit more. Now, he's work, he working on a daughter's. He's working on a daughter's real good. What else he going to do to him in verse 19? Let's read a little bit more. What else he going to do? 19, 20. Take it on down. Take it on down to. Let's keep on reading now. I want to get down to this beauty thing. Let's see what else he going to do that we can read. Verse 19. Isaiah chapter 3, verse 19. The chain and the bracelet. And the muffler. Verse 20. The bonnet and the ornament of the leg and the headband and the tap and the tablet and the earring. 
verse 21, the ring and the nose jewel, 22, the tangible suit of apparel and the mantle of the whip and the Christian pen, verse 23, the glasses and the fine linen and the hood and the veil, verse 24, and it should come to pass that instead of sweet smell there should be thick, and instead of girt a rent, and instead of well set hair, boldness, and instead of the stomacher, a girdling of sackcloth, and burning instead of beauty. Instead of beauty. You see, you, 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 see, you, see, you see what he said, Clarence? You see what I wrote in 700 B.C.? He said, I see that boldness. He said that all because of what in verse 16? Why is he going to do all this according to verse 16? Why is he going to do all this to the daughters of the one called today African American Negro in color? Why? Verse 16. Why? Number three, verse 16. Moreover, Yahweh said, because the daughters of Judah are hardy. And walk with stretched forth neck and wanted eyes, walking and missing as they go, and make it tinkling with their feet. You see what they do? Well, then they tinkling with their high heels now. They, they, they get in their high heels and they make a lot of noise, tick, 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 and then, ask, and then turn around and ask you, what you looking at? See what I'm looking at? See what I'm looking at? I'm looking at you. Then, verse 12. Verse 12. As for my people, children are their oppressed, and women rule over them. Oh, my people, they which lead you, cause you to error, and destroy the way of your path. Uh, and, 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 and what the woman say when, when she can't get the last word? Get out. And that what they say? That's so that that what they say. When if the lab they get the if you if if they they'll tell you well, get out and go back home to mom and dad. That what you do. They'll get a last word and tell you, leave your keys on top of the the, the table. I'm gonna change the lock on you. You you in you in man. And I'm gonna change the you in, man. I'm going to change the lock on you in, man. Go on back home to your mama. Yeah. See what happened? Oh, All this is reading what's going to happen. So who did that fit? Who did this fit? See? See, all this has been prophesied what's going to happen to the children of Israel because of one reason and 28 verse 45. Well, what, what, why is all this going to happen to the children of Israel? According to Deuteronomy 28 45, that young man. Why? Why? Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 45. More, all these curses shall come upon you and shall pursue you and overtake you until you be destroyed because you hearken not unto the voice of Yahweh, your Yahweh, to keep his commandments, law, and his statutes which he commanded you. You see that? So 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 what do he what what do he do in a case like that? What did he do? 
Let's go to the 17th, uh, the 20th chapter of Ezekiel, and we'll pick up our two down to verse five. Let's see. Let's see. Then we'll, we'll skip down two to five, five to ten, 19 and 20. Let's see. Let's find out what did he tell Ezekiel behind all this that we just got through reading. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 20, two down to verse five. 10 through 12, and 19 and 20. What is that, y'all? Come on. Ezekiel the Seer, chapter 20, verse 2. Verse 2 to verse 5. And then 5 to 10, 19 and 20. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 2. Then came the word of Yahweh to me, saying, verse 3, Son of man, speaking to the elders of Israel, and said to them, Thus said Yahweh, are you come to acquire of me? As I live, said Yahweh, I will not be required of by you. Verse 4, will you judge them, son of man? Will you judge them? And cause them to know the abomination of their father. Verse 5, it said to them, thus said Yahweh, in the day when I choose Israel and lifted up my hand, unto the seed of the family of Israel and made myself known unto them in the land of Egypt. The bondage, when I lifted up my hand unto them, saying, I am Yahweh, your Yahweh. Verse 6. In the day that I lifted up my hand unto them, I bring them forth from the well, land well, of Egypt. Hold on, hold on. You were talking good two to five. I skipped down 10 to 12 and 19 and 20. Now, okay. you, now you were rolling yeah. real good. Now, now I was getting happy with you now. 10 down to 12 and 19 and 20. 10 to 12. Hold on, young line. Hold on, young line. We don't already done 2 to 5. Now, you got already written down. Skip down 10 to 12 and 19 and 20. Go on. You, you're not lying. You're fine real good now. Keep it going. Come on. Ezekiel, chapter 20, 10 to 12, 19 and 20. Ezekiel, chapter 20, 10 to 12. Wherefore, I caused them to go forth from the land of Egypt and brought them into the wilderness. Verse 11. So I gave them my statutes and showed them my judgment. For if a man do, he should even live in them. Verse 12. Moreover, I gave them my statutes. To be a sign between me and them, that they might know that I am Yahweh, they sanctified them. Verse 19 through 20. I am Yahweh, your Yahweh. Walk in my statutes and keep my judgment and do them. Verse 20. And hollow my Sabbath, which is the Sabbath. And they should be a sign between me and you, and that you may know that I am Yahweh, your Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And he also gave you um, something that the wise man in the world took the lead on. He also gave you something else. He gave you a dietary. He gave you, he gave you what you should eat. And what you, you should not eat. Leviticus chapter uh-huh. 11, verse 47, young man. He also gave yes, you a, a dietary. Read 11, 1 and 2. 
then skip down to 47. He also gave you a dietary. You, you, a children of Israel, he gave you a dietary. Yeah, he did. 11, 1, 2, and 47. Leviticus of the law, chapter 11, verse 1 and 2 and 47. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 1. And Yahweh spake to Moses and to Aaron, saying unto them, verse 2, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, These are the beasts which you shall eat among all the beasts that are on the earth. Verse 47. To make a difference between the unclean and the clean, and between the beasts that may be eaten and the beasts that may not be eaten. He said, you got to make a difference between the clean and the unclean. The beast you eat and the beast you don't eat. You have to make a difference between the beast that you eat and the beast you don't eat. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 17, verse 1, 2. 10 through 14 and 20. Leviticus 17, verse 1, 2. 10 through 14 and 27. He said, you got to make a difference. Uh, on the beast you eat and the beast you don't eat. Let's see what he said in Leviticus 17, 1, 2, 10 through 14, and 27. What is that, that young man? The book of Leviticus, chapter 17, verse 1, 2, 10 to 14, verse 27. Leviticus, chapter 17, verse 1. And Yahweh speaking to Moses, saying, verse 2, speaking to Aaron, and to his son, and to all the children of Israel, and said to them, this is the thing which Yahweh had commanded, saying, Skip down verse 10 to 14 and 27. Verse 10. And whatsoever man therefore be of the family of Israel or of the stranger that sojourn among you that eat any matter of blood, I will even set my face against that soul, person, that eateth blood and will cut him off from among his people. Verse 11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your soul. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Verse 12. Therefore I say unto the children of Israel, No soul of you shall eat blood, neither shall any stranger that shall drink among you eat blood. Verse 13. And whosoever man that be of the children of Israel, or of the stranger that sojourned among you, which hunted and catched any beast or fowl that may be eaten, he should even pour out the blood thereof and cover it with dust. Verse 14. For it is the life of all flesh, the blood of it is for the life thereof. Therefore I say unto the children of Israel, you should eat the blood. You should eat the blood. Of no matter of flesh, for the light of all flesh is in the blood thereof. Whosoever eat it should be cut off. Verse 27. You said verse 27? Yes. Leviticus 17, verse 27. I don't see how far it goes up to verse 16. 
All right, that's good enough. Don't worry about it. Let, so he said, tell children of Israel, you eat no manner of blood. Now, tell me what restaurant that you went to that they done the Ezekiel 24, pick at verse 3, down to verse number 8. Now, tell me. Now, be honest. Look in the mirror and tell me what restaurant you went to. I don't care if it's big or small that did this before they brought you your plate. You tell me. Now, if you, now if you tell me, you know, the international mind, sticking on the capital or ounce, somebody, 224-600-5579. What restaurant you went to that the restaurant you went to, they done this. What it said, Ezekiel 24, verse 3 down to verse 8. 3 down to verse Ezekiel 9. Ezekiel 3, to 3 verse down nine. to verse 9. What it said? Ezekiel 6, chapter 24, verse 3 to verse 9. Ezekiel 24, verse 3 reads, And other parables, and to a rebellious family, nation, and said to them, Thus said Yahweh, set on a pot, set it on, also pour water into it. Verse 4, gather the pieces thereof into it, even every good piece that the thigh and the shoulder, fill it with the choice of bones. Verse 5, take the choice of the flock and burn also the bones under it, and make it boil well, and let them see it. The bones of it therein. Verse 6. Wherefore thus said Yahweh, Woe to the bloody city, to the pot whose scum is therein, and whose scum is not gone out of it. Bring it, bring it out piece by piece. Let not, let no lot fail upon it. Verse 7. For blood is in the midst of her. She set it upon the top. Of the rock, she poured upon, she poured not upon the ground to cover it with dust. Verse eight, that it might cause fury to come up to make vengeance. I have set her blood upon the top of a rock, that it should not be covered. Verse nine, therefore thus said Yahweh, woe to the bloody city! I will even make the power for fire, great. Mm. So what he's saying? He told you if you're going to eat the meat that he requires, you make a difference. You got to sit a pot up there and boil it well to get the blood and the scum out if you're going to eat meat. The meat that he requires you to eat. Now, what restaurant that have you ever went to and you ordered any meat and it, and they was making your order by boiling the meat the the blood out of the meat and they also done a three seventeen of Ezekiel. Leviticus three seventeen. Let's let's see. Tell me what restaurant you went to that you placed the order in that they put a pot on first and taking the, the meat that you that got blood in it and got all the blood out the meat 
like y'all and the scum that's that's in the the bloody water and the scum that took all the scum off the meat and and down in Leviticus three seventeen. What's the name of the restaurant that you that just happened? Three seventeen of Leviticus. What's in three seventeen? Book of Leviticus, chapter 3, verse 17. It should be a perpetual statute for your generation throughout all your dwellings that you eat neither fat nor blood. So what restaurant you ever went to, they seed the meat. Give me, give me 831 of Leviticus, you got mind. So what, what restaurant have you ever, will you order something? Hey, baby, pick up, uh, stop by the restaurant and bring some of that meat. Did they take your meat and put it in the pot, boil the garbage out of it, take away the fat off on it, then then wrap it up and gave it to you, or did they just uh, beat, it with a, beat it with a steak knife or a knife and, and got it well done? What, what did they do? Did they do the Leviticus 8.31 when you ordered at the last restaurant you went to? Meat. 8.31 Leviticus, what does it say? Leviticus of the law, chapter 8, verse 31. Moses said unto Aaron and to his son, board the flesh at the door of the tabernacle, the temple of the congregation, and dare eat it with the bread. That is in the basket of consecration, as I commanded, saying, Aaron, and his son shall eat it. You see that? So what restaurant you ever went to that they did that for you? You placed the order in or you came to sit at the restaurant, and they taking your meat and put it in a pot and boil the garbage out of it. All the blood out of it, trim the fat off on it, then serve you your meal. What what's the name of the restaurant you did it at? Or uh, uh, did you just wait on your order from them, chop it up in the back? You said, How you want your um, well done? How did they get it well done? Just beat it down to it turned the black on top of it, beat it up. Huh? That's what they did, didn't they? That ain't how you get the blood out there. You got to get the blood out. Man live by what he say. When you eat, the meat is a requirement of Yahweh. The first thing you do is put a pot on. You take that meat, whatever meat that is, that Yahweh requires you to eat. You boil that meat well, and you get all the blood out of the meat, and you take all the fat off the meat. Then you serve it to yourself and your loved one. Deuteronomy 15 23. What does it say, young man? We're going to Deuteronomy 15 23. Deuteronomy 15 23. Deuteronomy 15 verse 23. Deuteronomy chapter 15 verse 23. Only you should not eat the blood thereof. You should pour it upon the groundless water. He said, you're not to eat the blood, though. You're not to eat the blood. So what restaurant taking the blood out of your meat? So you say, I want mine well done. Well done, I don't get the blood out of your meat. 
All the way you get the blood out the meat, you gotta boil it out. Huh? All the way you all the way you get the blood out of your meat that required of Yahweh, you got to boil it out. So what restaurant that you went to, they specifically boiled the meat before they serve it to you. He told you what not to do. Don't eat nothing with no blood in it or fat on it. If you're going to eat some meat, the meat that's required of Yahweh. And then another thing, and when you do eat the meat, what does Yahweh want you to have with your meat? Huh? What does Yahweh want you to have with your meat? Let's see what he wants you to have with your meat. In 11 verse 5 of Numbers. So when you ordered your meat, did you have a Numbers 11 verse 5? With your meat that you that you was boiled well and the blood was taken out of it, did you have a eleven verse five at, at at your plate? Let's see what eleven verse five says. The Book of Numbers, chapter eleven, verse five. Numbers chapter eleven, verse five reads: We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumber and the melon and the leek. And the onion and the garlic. Did 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 you have a full course meal the way Yahweh told you to have the full course meal? I wanna know. Did did you have a full course meal according to what Yahweh said? Yeah? I wanna know. That's a full course meal that uh, according to the children of Israel eat. And um and let's see that you have, remember, take yesterday's tape and put it together. You, you try it all in. No class tomorrow, but you can catch the young line on Pal Talk from 8 o'clock until they uh, got the message across. Tomorrow at 8 o'clock on Pal Talk, the young line, they'll be on on that, on that broadcast, so and they're going to rehearse the right exact. So, no, Pal Talk, learn how to get the Pal Talk and you get a young line tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Now, did you um in your meal? Did you uh do the um, Zechariah three ten? What it says in Zechariah three ten, there, young line. Now, in your meal, did you have a Zechariah three ten? Uh, we're going to Zechariah chapter three verse ten. Mm-hmm. All right, Zechariah. We're going to Zechariah chapter three verse ten. Zechariah. Chapter 3, verse 10, read. And that day said, Yahweh of hope, should you call every man his neighbor under the vine and under the fig tree? Every man up on his vine to do what? Do what, your line? And under the fig tree. Up on what kind of tree? Fig. Big tree. So when you get off into, if you make it to the kingdom, you're not getting no wings to fly away. What you're going to get is a big tree to be up under and some elbow room and you'll be in rulership. But you don't get no wings to fly away. You're going to get you a big tree. Okay? Let's go to the songs of Solomon. Chapter 7, Psalms of uh, Solomon in the regular book, 
chapter 7, 7 through 13. So now, when you get to heaven, which God is on earth, what you got coming is land and a fig tree. Now, in that fig tree, it's going to be, um, Solomon going to tell you what's going to be there along with the fig tree in the Song of Solomon, chapter 7, 7 through 13. Let me show you what you're going to be having eternally, eternally in the kingdom of Yahweh, in the garden, all over the known world, you'll be running because 12 tribes going to be scattered all over the world. So you'll be up under a big tree. That's going to be your possession. Now, Songs of Solomon 7, verse 7, 13, let's, let's pick out some, some points of what else you'll be working with. What else you can work with there? Come on. The book of Songs of Solomon, chapter 7, verse 7, 13. Songs of Solomon, chapter 7, verse 7 reads, This, your stature, is like a palm tree, and your breath to clusters of grapes. Verse 8. Great. I said, mm-hmm. I Verse 8. I said, I will go up to the palm tree, and I will take hold of the broads thereof. Now also your breath should be as clusters of the vine, and the smell of your nose like apples. Like what? Like what? Like apples. Apples. Ain't that stuff. Oh! So you you gonna be where you at a tree? You gonna be having a, a big tree? Huh? Big tree, apple tree, go ahead and read. Verse 9. And the root of your mouth, like the best wine of my beloved, that goeth down sweetly, cause the lips of those that are asleep to speak. Verse 10. I am my beloved, and his desire is toward me. Verse 11. Come, my beloved, let us go forth in the field. Let us lodge in the village. Verse 12. Let us get up early to the vineyard. Let us see if the vine flows, whether the tender grape appear, and the pomegranate run forth. There will I give you my love. Uh-huh. So you have grape and, and pomegranate. You have some pomegranate. We have you some nice pomegranate wine. You have grapes, wine, apple, a big tree, apple tree, a pomegranate wine. So you, now you talk about the kingdom. He said, and and there let's do let's do a little let's do a little love. And also he gonna give you something else in verse thirteen. He gonna tell you something else. He gonna give you in thirteen. Well, you make sure the love come out real good. Thirteen. Verse thirteen. The marriage rate. Give us mail at our gate. All, all matter of pleasant fruit. New and old. Hey, that's you hear the man to say, he's going to have the man dress. He's going to make sure you have all the smelling trees, the good trees. I'm going to have you some man dress. Do you know what the man dress is for? Do you know what the man dress is for? Yeah? He said, you're going to be, well, you know, do you know what the land drakes is for? Hold that point, let's precept that to 30. 
uh, Genesis verse 15 through 17. Do you know what the mandrake is for? Any idea what the mandrake is for? 30 verse 15 through 17. What's the mandrake for? All right, we're going to the book of Genesis, chapter 30, verse 15 to 17. Genesis, chapter 30, verse 15 to 17. Genesis chapter 30. He said, Genesis chapter 30, verse 15 to 17. Genesis chapter 30, verse 15. And she said unto her, It is a small matter that you have taken my husband, and would as you take away my son's mandrake also. And Rachel said, Therefore, he shall lie with you tonight for my son's mandrake. Verse 16, and Jacob came out of the field in the evening, and Leah went out to meet him, and said, You must come in unto me, for surely I have hired you with my son Mandrake. And he laid with her that night. Verse 17, and Yahweh hearkened unto Leah, and she conceived, and bare Jacob, fourth son, I mean fifth son. Verse 18, and Leah said, Yahweh has given me. 17, 17, 17, that's it. So the mandrake is for, it's for baby making. That's what the mandrake is for. He says, uh, Reuben brought me some uh, some uh, mandrake. And you remember we read in Solomon, oh, the book of Solomon, I mean, with, I mean, Psalms of Solomon. Solomon said, come on, woman, I got the grapes, I got the pomegranates, I got the mandrake. He said, I got all I need to make it happen. Huh? Mandrake. You see what's going on here? You see what's going to be going on in the kingdom? You have your pomegranate apples. You have your grapes of the, of the custom. And um, go to the Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 11 and 12. Songs of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 11 and 12. So you see... The kingdom is not about you flying away on eagles' wings and all that. I'm gonna get my wings. No, you can get a, you can get you, a, you can get you some. You're gonna be boss man up under your trees, and that's what you're gonna be eating trees off the tree. And look what wisdom, Song of Solomon got eight, eleven, twelve. Say what did it say? Song of Solomon, chapter eight, verse eleven and twelve. Song of Solomon, chapter eight, verse eleven. Solomon had a vineyard at Bahamia, Bahamon. He let out the vineyard unto the chief. Everyone for the fruit that was, was to bring a thousand pieces of silver. Verse 12. My vineyard, which is mine, is before me. You all, Solomon, must have a thousand. And those that keep the fruit that were, two hundred. Verse 5. Verse 5, Psalms of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 5. Who is this that coming up from the wilderness, leaning upon her beloved? I raised you up under the apple tree. There your mother brought you forth. There she brought you forth. That bear you. Ooh, what, what, what kind of tree is going to be upon the young man? According to verse 5, what kind of tree? The apple tree. The apple tree. You see what's going on here? Y'all, y- y'all see what you're doing to yourself. This is what Winston's waiting for you if you 
make a difference of what you put in your mouth and what you don't put in your mouth. You're going to get what you got coming, an apple tree. Go to Numbers 13, verse 20. We read down until we get our point. Numbers chapter 13, verse 20, until we get our point. All right, we're going to the book of Numbers, chapter 30. I mean, chapter 13. Numbers, chapter 13, verse 20. Numbers, chapter 13, verse 20. Numbers, chapter 13, verse 20. Read. And what the land is, where there be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not, and be ye of good courage, bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first white grape. Great. Verse 21. So they went up and searched the land of the wilderness of Zen. And Rehah, as man comes to Hamath, verse 22, and they ascended by the south, and came to Hebron, and was Ahimah, and Shishah, and Talmah, the children of Anak, were. And Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. 23, and they came into the brook of Eshkar. And cut down from this a branch of one cluster of grapes, and they buried between two upon its staff, and they brought of the pomegranate and of the fig. Verse 24. A cluster of grapes and pomegranate. Pomegranate, what you make the wine with. So you see what you got coming in the kingdom? You're going to be cut down a branches of uh, the vine of grapes, and on the same thing gonna grow the pomegranate. So that they that's gonna make the plummet the plummet granite wine today with. You can go you can go to your I think you can get in the store. You can get a store a uh, liquor store called pomegranate wine. That way they drink on the feast days. A lot of them drink a lot of pomegranate wine. Yeah, is that what's gonna do? That's what we all gonna make sure you have. Let's go to Judges chapter 14, 8 and 9. It's something that you're going to have. It's something that you're going to have. See, uh, Roy, when you get in the kingdom, something that you're going to have. And um, Judges, I mean, yeah, Judges 8 and 9. Hey, young lion, what else you going to have? Judges chapter 14, verse 8 and 9. Judges chapter 14. Verse 8, read. And after that time, he returned and take her. And he turned aside to see the carcasses of the lion. And behold, there was a swarm of bees and honey in the carcasses of the lion. Verse 9. And he took thereof his hand and went on eating and came to his father and mother and gave them. And he did eat. Behold, he took not them that had taken the honey out of the carcasses of the line. Ain't that something? You have no, you have no honey. You see, honey, you gonna have in the kingdom. You have a lot of honey. In Zechariah chapter nine, verse seventeen, let's talk about a young line. Zechariah chapter nine, verse seventeen. All right, Zechariah chapter nine, verse seventeen. 
Zechariah chapter 9, verse 17. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 17. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 17. Now, how great is his goodness? How great is his beauty? Corn should make the young man cheerful and new wine the maid. The new wine is that pomegranate, and you have your corn. See, Roy, you have your corn. See, Roy, do, do, is, is your meal got corn in it today? You might well get used to it. That's right. If you get to the kingdom, that's what you're going to be having, corn. And what kind of corn you have, 23, 25, or do the rummage? What kind of corn you have? Not the corn that comes. You have this corn when you get into your kingdom, and do the rummage, 23, 25. What kind of corn are you going to line? Deuteronomy, chapter 23, verse 25. Deuteronomy, chapter 23, verse 25. And when you come into the, and when you come into the standing corn. Well, wait, wait, hold on a minute. Hold on, hold on, y'all. What kind of corn? Standing corn. Standing corn. Not the corn in the can. Now, the man got his hand all over there. If you have standing corn, you'll be having Standing corn from the field. That's why the same thing. We got to make sure we got standing corn from the field. Michael, chapter 4, verse 4. Michael, chapter 4. So you see what the kingdom is all about? Standing corn. Michael 4, 4. I'm going to the book of Michael, chapter 4, verse 4. Michael, chapter 4, verse 4 reads, But they... So set every man under his vine and under his fig tree, and none should make them afraid. For the mouth of y'all so have hopes. Yeah, I've spoken it. Uh-huh. So you're going to be upon your fig tree. So that's what you're going to look for. Sarah 30, 15 and 17, what it say, young lion? Sarah 30, verse 15 and 17. Go to the book of Sarah, chapter 30. Verse 15 and 17. Sirach chapter 30. Verse 15 and 17. Sirach chapter 30. Verse 15 and 17. Sirach chapter 30, verse 15. Health and good estate of body are above all gold, and a strong body above infinite wealth. Verse 17. Death is better than a bitter life, a continuous sickness. You said, he said you will have a strong body. Read verse 16. He said you have a strong body because you're not going to be doing the stuff that you're doing today. You have a strong body. Read verse 16 and 17 again. 16 and 17. All right. Uh, Sirach chapter 30, verse 16 and 17. Sirach chapter 30, verse 16. There's no riches above a sound body and no joy above the joy. Of the mind. So you see, go ahead. Verse 17. Death is better than a bitter life or continuous sickness. You see that? Continuous sickness because you don't want to do what Yahweh tell you to do. Now, what he told you to do is, is in uh, 2845. What it said in 2845 of uh, Deuteronomy. 